When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, time now to talk to former Adelaide Premiership captain Mark Bickley for Tyre Power Power Up Sale. Now on Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. I suppose he's a he's just a Premiership captain, not former. Bloody, always no, will be. No, always will be. Bix, how are you? Yeah, I'm well, David. How are you? Good day, Malcolm. Yeah, a bit flat today. Not not feeling my usual self, but that's that's by and by. Hey, Adelaide, what do you make of Adelaide year eleven wins? Maybe dudded for finals berth. It came down to, you know, hit the post or didn't. But there was a lot of improvement, wasn't there? And I think they finished the highest scoring team in the competition, if not in the top two, and didn't make the eight. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think using the percentage is often a good guide, isn't it? It gives you that sort of sense of how you've scored and how you've restricted. And Adelaide's percentage was really good. So, you know, sometimes those close games go against you and that's what that's what probably Adelaide will look back and lament the fact that their performance against the, the finalists was pretty damn good when you look at Collingwood twice under a goal, they beat Brisbane, they beat Port Adelaide twice they lost away to Brisbane by a couple of points, they lost away to Melbourne by a couple yeah. of points but just let themselves down a couple of times, particularly early in the season, I look back probably their first game against GWS and the game against Richmond at home um, as missed opportunities, even the game against GWS late in the year where they led 17 points at three-quarter time. They just weren't able to own some of those those moments. Some of it was goal-kicking, some of it was turnovers in the back half, but just those really crucial moments in games, they, they just didn't come off for this year, and that's probably the difference between you know sitting on the sideline come September and, and playing like the other eight teams, but... I think when you look back individually and you go through a lot of players in that team, you'd have to say they a lot of them improved. And so I think they'll, they'll draw great comfort from that and also some op- optimism for next year. Yeah, they certainly will, Mark. I, just you mentioned goal kicking. You know, I've, I've been following this all year. Nine of their 12 losses, nine of them, they had more points than goals. And in six of them, they had more scoring shots. That's fix, that's fixable, isn't it? I mean, that is a real fixable, positive, handle the pressure technique thing. Yeah, it is, and um, and you know, I reckon late in the year, you know, some guys who have really good kicks, uh, you know, I reckon Darcy Fogarty missed a couple late in the year that that he would normally. Kid, you know, so a lot of it's confidence as well. But it, but when you're down on confidence, what you need is to have that routine and that system to, to fall back on. And so, you know, just honing that all the time and making sure that, that that's, you know, you're on top of that is, is something that you just have to have. And it's interesting you mentioned the goalkeeping. Port Adelaide um, is another one that um, uh, right now are in the bottom two for goalkeeping. So they've just had a, they've had a, a really good, year in terms of finishing in the top four but it's something Malcolm that you would know you just can't afford to miss those opportunities when they arrive at um, you know at, at finals level so I'm sure that's something that even on the weekend they were poor they missed a lot of shots I'm sure Ken Hinckley would be hoping that they can rectify that in the next month yeah and I mean you do it with as I mentioned technique but it's also where you run but the other thing Mark and I always forget to mention 
is the relax arms. You know, like when you're playing golf, you can't get too tense. The same. And I look at Darcy Fogarty, and you can just see it looks to me as though he's clenched his heart out. As the as the games get tighter, as the year goes on, people think I've got to kick this, I've got to kick this. But the trick is just relax your arms. I don't reckon they do that. Yeah, well, I know the sprinters, one of the things they look at is to see how in the slow motion, how much their cheeks bounce up and down because a relaxed face is, mm. sign of, is a sign that everything's in the right order. So, um, yeah, I, I haven't actually picked up on that, Malcolm, but I, don't, I have no reason to doubt whatever you say. Hey, well, can I just interrupt, Mark? I, I do this occasionally. You know, and apparently you captain this team. In a grand final <laughs> in the second half, a grand final... That particular team you're captain, I've kicked 14 goals straight after half time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite remarkable when you look back at it. Oh, the score said 14 1. Was it a rush behind? No, it was a rush behind, mate. Rush behind. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's a few from all different angles as well. Like, once again, it's um, it's pretty handy and it makes a big difference. Oh, Bix, you spoke about who improved, and that, that's a guide I often use when you look at a team, uh, how many players improved. And, I mean, obviously, Walker's had a pro- arguably greatest ever year. Dawson's been very consistent. Is his best year. Yeah. Uh, Laird as well has been consistent. But then you look at guys like Rankin, Saligo, Peddler, Millery, Hinge, Murray, Murphy, and I could name others. I think they've all improved a little bit, Bix. Yeah, well, I, I think some of them have improved more than others. I think, John, uh, I was going to say John Hinge. Mitch Hinge has, yeah. has gone from being someone who's fighting for his spot in the team to now being a pivotal part of you know, they're, they're back six. He's an intercept marker. He's a beautiful kick. He backs his leg in. He runs. He's courageous. So I think he's been very good. Chase Jones, uh, the penny dropped with him in terms of his confidence. He now is someone who's powerful and has a bit more composure and uses the ball much better. Peddler's got his body right, and he's he's become a, an explosive player. Peddler's an interesting one because his, his strike rate in the centre bounce for when he went in there is very, very good. You know, And I know Adelaide, I think just... If you're looking at areas of improvement, I just think they need to be a bit more dynamic in that centre mm. square. You look yep. at what Port Adelaide are doing at the moment. And those players that are bursting out of stoppage are like hen's teeth. And, and I just feel like Adelaide just lacks a little bit of that power out of the centre bounce area. So I think he needs to be exposed to, to that a bit more. And, and his strike rate's pretty good. And, and, you know, get him adding to that midfield mix. Because at the moment, and we've said this for a little while, it can be a bit of the same, same, you know, with Matt Crouch and, I don't know, you know, Laird is in there and Dawson's in there. There's not a lot of explosiveness in, in mm. that group and at different stages, Sloan was in there as well. So Rochelle offers you some quick feet and he can dance a little bit, a bit like what Rosie does and he's got good sideways movement. I think Pedler's the other one that's a bit more explosive. They can have a look in the middle there as well. Maybe maybe Rankin too. Did you think Isaac Rankin was as good as he is? And we, we saw him at the Gold Coast, Bix, and he didn't look all that happy there and we knew he was a gun kid. But his year's been unbelievable. What do you kick? around the 40 goals or somewhere around there. Just just remarkable. Missed a couple of games. But, I mean, he's been worth every penny the club paid. Hmm. I, I think he's looked fitter than what he ever has. You know, I, I was probably a little bit critical of just the uh, the intensity of effort. You know, did he did he go 100% every time? You know, in terms of, you know, you don't want players who, who pick and choose. But, you know, you could not criticise him of that at all this year in terms of clearly he's got confidence in his body up until that, that hamstring injury late in the season. But, um, you know, his, his forward pressure is outstanding. He was tackling really well. You know, he got up the ground and then sort of raced back. It's You know, it's a pretty high-octane sort of position that he plays as that small forward. And 
you know, clearly we know he's got all the skill and the, the goal sense. So, yeah, I'd like to see him. I know the club did talk about, you know, running him through the midfield at different stages. And I saw that Sydney game in the second half. He and Pedler went in there and made a huge difference to what it looked like. So I think there's some potential to that. But I think you've got to sort of weigh up as well. Um, where's he best suited? And if you've got a small forward who's averaging two and a half or, mm. you know, even if he has a better year next year, averages three goals a game, I reckon it's easier to find a midfielder who can get it 25 times than it is to find a small forward who kicks yeah. three goals a week. So, you know, you know, whilst you want him in the midfield, you also want him as that dangerous small small forward like a, a Toby Green who who just, you know, hardly misses an opportunity. And, and, you know, you look at... When I look at Brisbane and I'm looking at what they're able to do this year, I think the, the most dangerous player they have on their list is Charlie Cameron. And yes. and if I was Adelaide, that's what I'd be hoping that Isaac Rankin developed into. And I don't see them playing Charlie Cameron up on the wing yeah. or on ball. He probably could, but I just feel like, you know, where's he best served? And right now, I just feel like he's probably best served closer to goal. Mark, and the stats stand by you there. Toby Green's kicked 60 goals, not quite three a game, and Charlie Cameron's kicked 53, not quite three. Averaging three goals a game is pretty tough as a small forward, mm. and that's why, what you say, that summary I, I thought was excellent. Now, you're an observer of people, and obviously you've sat in the coach's box at this level, and you've played a lot, you've watched a lot. Matthew Nix, they're talking about giving him another two years uh, now. That I don't know if that's from the club or just someone saying that. one more at the moment. Yeah, one he? more at the moment. Would you do it now or would you wait You know, wait for the year to finish, see what happens? Yeah, look, I, I honestly don't know um, sort of where the benefit lies and, and sort of understanding the every coach, unless you're Alistair Clarkson or Malcolm Blight or Ron Barassi, Nowadays, just um, they have this termination clause. So it doesn't matter if you sign a five-year deal. Yeah. If, if you have a six-month termination clause, it means if you get sacked, you get six months pay. And I think that's pretty much standard what the AFL have brought in for all coaches. So, you know, they could they could arguably sign Matthew Nix to a 10-year deal next year. And, and when the time come, becomes right, you, you can just pay that sort of termination clause and that's it. And, and it, it winds up. So... It means, oh, I think it means really uh, very little, you, whether you whether you wait or whether you extend or, yeah. or any of those type of things. But it really comes down to you, you want to show confidence in your coach and, and you want him to feel like he's, he's coaching for the longer term, you know, in, t- in terms of investing in young players and, and you know, keeping the, the, the sort of the vision and the message about where we're headed, which is obviously to a premiership. Now they're getting a bit closer. It's, you know, it's not quite as important, but go back three or four years and it was pretty important in terms of, you know, they were a terrible team and you had to invest in some younger players and you had to play the long game. And I think he's done that reasonably yeah. well. So I, I don't mind him, but I think the downside of, of that is pretty small. What about uh, Port Adelaide? Uh, they're pretty ordinary, uh, pretty flat, actually, Bix, uh, yesterday, uh, called the game and and they were miles off the top teams, but you can improve quickly. Where do you see Port with the finals, given the fact Maybe the Ruckmans under some doubt, Charlie Dixon under some doubt, and McKenzie under some doubt. They might all play, but they they can't be fully fit. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't think they're um, they're going as well as as um, I think Brisbane are almost as, as bad as well performed as any team at the moment. Melbourne yeah. are doing a lot of good things as well, and Fritch coming back and. 
showing what he can do sort of certainly adds to it. But um, I'm just interested to see how they'll go against Brisbane. And we mentioned Charlie Cameron. If you look at Cameron, Hipwood's in reasonable form. You've got Danaher, you've got Rayner and McCarthy. I just feel like that's going to be really challenging for Port Adelaide. You know, their defence has been hit with some injuries down there. You know, McKenzie's not there at the moment and there's a, there's a couple of others that's, uh, that are missing. So I just wonder whether they've got the, the players to cover that. But the one thing they do have, they have three outstanding, outstanding <laughs> midfielders at yes. the moment who can run and carry and they can kick it and they can they can just light up the oval. And I think that that's a... You know, it's a, it's a wallpaper that'll cover a few cracks, I reckon, and it's been doing it for most of the year. So I wouldn't discount them at all, but I just feel like they've got the hardest part of the draw, which is trying to beat Brisbane in Brisbane. I would have much rather if I was Port Adelaide headed to the MCG and played Collingwood, who have got a few of their own little issues at the moment. But as it is, they, um, they're heading to the Gabba, and whilst they've got those three blokes in the middle who, who run and carry and excite everyone, and, you know, Pal Pepper's playing really good footy. I think Houston's a really good player. They've got... We've got some blokes who can really kick it. So, you know, Burton and Farrell from, you know, across the half-back line, I think are really important to them as well. So, yeah, I, I think Brisbane will start red-hot favourites. But, um, yeah, don't discount Port Adelaide. No, Mark, and uh, you, you, your sole selector, Marshall, Dixon or Lord. Play the three of them or do we leave one of them out? Oh, you yeah, got Finlayson as well, though. Oh, Finlayson, but yeah, back up, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I think you probably have to leave one of them out. And you know, all I'd say is Dixon for mine has to be, you know, hundred percent fit. That that's the important one. You know, Lord hasn't been disastrous. No, um, but you know, he, he probably doesn't um, compete. You know, quite as strongly as Charlie does in terms of you know other players coming across and being up against two players and bringing the ball to ground and some of that sort of stuff. But he certainly, I just I like the cut of his jib and I think he's going to be a really good player. He's he's a nice size. His kicking is still. He's, I don't think he's super confident in the areas that you were talking about, Malcolm, about yes. that the drop, the routine, all those things. So I think I think Dixon uh, come finals time, he's he's probably more likely to take that big contested mark. He's probably more likely to bring the ball to ground. So, you know, I think he gets in just in front of Lord if if he's fit. So the, the just very quickly, Bix, um, you like Brisbane and they're so hard to beat up there, which should be tough for Port. But the Collingwood Melbourne, um, I think Collingwood. Uh, I still like Collingwood, but uh, as you said, Melbourne are coming good as well. Yeah, well, I'm not sure about this one. Um, you know, I really like um, the way that Collingwood go about it. They've got this great spirit about them. And, you know, the way that um, I really love their back line with Darcy Moore and, and the way that um, Maynard goes about it. and, and, and Murphy Quainor and Quainor and, and, and Noble. And, yeah. Yeah, they, they just run and I just love the way they play. They're an exciting team to watch. I, I watched them, you know, specifically went to the Port Adelaide-Collingwood game just to have a look at them and see how they go and... It was an exciting game, and they, they play this with this great flair. But it can come undone. You know, they're not they're not dissimilar. Both teams in the way they play, their defence stand off a long way. They rely on pressure up the ground. If if teams can actually get their hand on it and have time and space going inside forward fifty, they'll find an uncontested mark every time. Because you know those Collingwood defenders, they're, they're playing eight or nine metres off, and, and May and Lever do the same. So it yeah. all depends on how much pressure you can get on through the midfield and right now you probably trust Melbourne's midfield just a bit more. Yep. 
Jack Viney is just a star. He, he he just goes so hard and and you know they've got you know Oliver's in there and Petrarca offers you a fair bit as well. So you know I think it comes down to that sort of midfield pressure. And I just like what Melbourne are doing at the moment. Great stuff, Bix. As always, thanks for the chat. Really appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Mark Bickley, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Bloody, oh, we'll do great, our tips. Oh, it's a great weekend. We've got a week to get it right. Yeah, of course. Um, see, so much we've covered tonight again, too, and uh, including the common medalist and, and the run-up in Taylor Walker. Mate, you have a, a, a great night tonight, and we'll do it all again tomorrow between 6 and 7. So just one glass of red. Bye for now. Bye, David.